We read two different stories, one right after the other. A man comes to Jesus, he's possessed with devils. The devils are speaking to Jesus. See, the devils recognize Jesus, they know who he is. And don't don't ever miss the fact that Jesus did not go around announcing, I am the Son of God. Read the Gospels carefully and see what Jesus' approach was when he said to his own disciples, who do men say that I am? And then he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art Jesus, the Son of God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. In other words, you came to know this, not because somebody told you, but because God showed you. And it was very important to Jesus that people learn for themselves by faith, just like you and I had to come. By faith. It was very important to Jesus that faith teach them who he was. And so when the demons started to mouth off, Jesus, Son of God, he said, shut up. And you know what happened? They did. They shut up. He cast out the demons, the man's made clean, and Jesus was able to continue working there and influencing more people for Christ. Because when Jesus told the demons to be quiet, they were quiet. Now, the demons are subject to the Son of God. When he says, be quiet, they have to be quiet. Isn't that awesome? When he says to them, leave him alone, talking about you, leave you alone, they have to. That's awesome. That's a good thing to know. Let's look at the next story here. Well, before I do, let me ask you uh, the question. What did the demons do when Jesus told them to hold their peace? They held their peace. And what was the result? Jesus reached many more people there. So now we come to another story, just a few verses down. And a leper comes to Jesus and said, you know, if you want to, you can make me whole. Jesus said, well, good news, I want to. And the man is made whole. And Jesus says, now listen, don't tell anybody. Go straight to the priests and do what the law says you're supposed to do when you've been made whole of leprosy. And let them do what they're supposed to do. But don't tell, verse 45, I'm sorry, verse 44. See thou say nothing to any man. What did the leper do when Jesus told him to say nothing to any man? He told everybody. And what was the result? Jesus had to leave that place. The demons followed instructions. The leper did not. And as a result of the leper not doing as Jesus told him, no more lepers were cleansed there. Well, you can understand he was just so excited to be, to be healed. What I understand is that no one else was helped in that place because the man didn't do what Jesus told him to do. I understand the emotion. I understand it may not have made sense to the man. Why not tell everybody? 
I've got to tell everybody. But Jesus knew something the man didn't know. And that is that once word gets out that there's a healer here, that I lose my opportunity, Jesus liked to work on the, as as they say, on the down low. He liked to seek out people, and he liked to, his best, you study the Gospels, his best advantage was when he could pursue people and not have them pursue him. And so he was constantly telling you, look, he tells people again and again, don't, don't tell anybody. But just go and do what I'm asking you to do. And this man couldn't understand it. Yes, his emotions got the best of him, but as a result, he disobeyed Jesus' instructions and no more lepers were cleansed there. How is that fair? How is that fair that this man gets healed but the next man doesn't because this, this guy just didn't think what Jesus said was important. I'm so happy that I got what I wanted. It doesn't matter to me to do what Jesus said. It probably didn't make sense to him. Why shouldn't I tell everybody? Why shouldn't I tell everybody? Oh, maybe Jesus knew something he didn't know. What I want to stress to you tonight is the importance of following instructions. Oh, you say, Pastor, I just... Now, you started out with a spiritual story, and now you're getting all practical. There is no disconnect between the spiritual and the practical. In fact, all of the practical is based on the spiritual. There's no, there's, there's no separation. There's no distance. Yes, I've given you a spiritual truth. And now we're going to make application. It's amazing how quickly we turn our ears off to God as soon as he starts making practical application. When you don't follow instructions in God's work, ministry plans are destroyed. When you don't follow instructions in the work of the Lord, someone else has to clean up your mess. When you don't follow instructions in the work of the Lord, resources are wasted. Somebody says, well, yeah, but I, you know, I just thought it would be a good idea. To, and guess what? We have to use money, time, and manpower to put the plan back in place because Someone just thought it would. I know what I know what we said in a meeting. I know what the instructions were. I know what the game plan was. But I just thought, and somebody's I just thought leads to wasted time, wasted manpower, wasted money. I didn't make that up, man. I've seen it again and again. But you see it right here. Here's a man that if if he would speak to us tonight, hey. Tell us, sir, why the Son of God told you not to say anything and you went and told everybody. I would just about be willing to bet that his answer would begin with, well, well, I just thought. It's very nice of you to have a thought. But what would be even better is if you would have followed Jesus' instructions so that he could have continued to work in that place. When you don't follow instructions, time is lost. When you don't, Follow instructions, influence 
fails. There's an absolute tragic story about this that I I can't give the details because it it it's 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 so tragic and I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's reputation. But I can tell you, and I've mentioned I've I've referred to it before, but I'll never tell the story of a a ministry leader in in a church that we're that that we all know well. That in a, in a very small community that had an idea, and he knew every idea is supposed to be run by the pastor. Now, not you know what what color balloons should we get to decorate the room? That not not that. I mean, if the pastor wants it, yes. But no, no. This was this was a major detour. This is something that they had never done in their church before to reach people. And he did it without running it by the pastor. And he did it knowing that the pastor wouldn't approve. And the end result was a little girl was killed. Of course, the ministry leader, he had to leave the church. But that doesn't bring the little girl's life back. It also doesn't restore the church's reputation in their community. That was years ago, and the church is still dealing with their reputation in the, in the community. Do you understand, by the way, one false move by any of us. I, we all can make, a mistakes, but, but, but make mistakes, but when we do stupid things, it, it only takes one stupid mistake. to. Com- it would only take one stupid mistake to, to end our bus ministry. <clears throat> Just one. It would only take one stupid mistake for our Sunday school to have no credibility in this town at all anymore. You say, well, that makes me scared. It should make us proceed, as the Bible says, in fear and trembling, but at the same time, trust the Lord. He's got it under control, but I'm just showing you the danger. It is, we're dealing with, with the public. We're dealing with people. We're dealing with the testimony of the Lord in this city, and it is so important that we get it right. And by the way, I didn't intend to go down this road, but we're in the neighborhood, so I might as well, 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 well say this. Do you understand that, that if we have a set of instructions, if I say these are our procedures for this ministry and you go against them and you do something that lands us in court, whether for criminal charges or a lawsuit, you are putting me in a position of having to testify against you and say, well, these were the procedures and he didn't follow them. Man, I don't want to be in that position. I don't ever want to, but but if I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, I got to state the facts. The other side, if you follow instructions and something goes wrong, then it's on the church. It's not on you. And God's got us. When you separate from God's instruction, I understand our ministry instructions may not be strictly God's instructions, but they do have the protection of God. All right? Let me time out, time out. We're not addressing any issues tonight. Nothing's going wrong. We don't have any lawsuits, praise the Lord. Uh, we're, we're, nothing like that. There's, there hasn't been an incident. But I like, I like uh, preventive, or as one of the speakers said yesterday, proactive. Let's not, let's not address this when we have a lawsuit on our hands. Let's do it now. 
let's, let's take care of this. And so when you don't follow instructions, influence is lost. That's what happened here. Influence was lost because Jesus told this man, don't tell anybody, and he went out and told everybody. When you don't follow instructions, people turn away from God. So let's talk about, let me give you some principles that will make you valuable to any leader. This will make you valuable to your boss, any leader, anything that you're a part of. If you're playing team sports, this will make you valuable to your coach. Anything that you're a part of, this will make you valuable to your leader. First principle, decide to believe in your leader's plan. It's a choice you've got to make. Okay. If somebody says, all right, we're, we've got this, this project, this cause, whatever it is, understand that the person in charge has a plan. Now, if I thought, if I, if I went to a church and I thought the pastor doesn't have a plan, then I probably wouldn't go there anymore. No, he's just, he's just making up stuff as he goes. He doesn't have a plan to do that. I'm not saying my plans are the best. I'm not, I certainly don't know everything, but I can tell you this. When we step up and say we're going to do something, we have a plan. I am not the most organized person on the planet. I, I, do, I do everything I can to be more organized and to grow, but I can tell you this. When I say we're going to have a Sunday dinner, we have a plan. When I say we're going to, start, we're going to buy a, a, another bus and, and Brother Zach's going to start a new bus route, we have a plan. We have a plan. When we move forward, when, when there's some cause, whether it's led by my wife or Brother Zach or Brother Freddie or my, my dad or, or, or anyone else, we have a plan. Decide to believe in your leader's plan. Decide to, by the way, if you decide to believe in your leader's plan, and the plan fails, you're still good. But if you ignore your leader's plan and go off on your own, and that fails, <laughs> you might be fired. I don't mean, I'm not talking from church now. Can't get fired from church. Uh, we can do other things, but we can't fire you. No, I'm talking about your, your, your boss. Well, my, my supervisor said this, but I just decided to do it this way. Careful. If the company plan fails, not your fault. Hey, I just did what I was told. That was, that's Joey's, uh, Joe, if you're listening to the podcast, that's Joey's favorite line. Hey, I just do what I'm told. And uh, gets, he thinks it gets him out of a lot of trouble. You, you follow the supervisor's plan and the plan fails, you're good. I did what he told me to do. And by the way, not with a spiteful attitude. Oh, yeah, I'll show him. I just did what you told me. And, and by the way, if you have a good spirit and you see some dangerous flaw in the plan, as long as you've had a consistent good spirit, he's going to listen to what you have to say. You know, boss, I, you know, you know I always do what you, what you and I'm happy to do. I, I want you to be happy. Um. I don't know if you noticed this. Did you see that? That's like that's like against the law, right there. Did you see that? Yeah. And and he, because you have a good spirit, and he, if he's a decent man, he's going to say, "Oh, oh man, I didn't even catch that. 
Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Now, there, there may be for, maybe he's a punk. Maybe he doesn't care he's breaking the law. Maybe that's the time, if you're in a union, to go to your shop steward. But why is it that we get so caught up in these exceptions that we don't follow the rule? The rule is, if you're under leadership and he gives you a plan, decide to follow the leader's plan. Now, I'm going to read you a list here, and uh, don't get cranky, all right? Because, but, but just listen to the list. And when I'm done, I'm going to tell you why I read it, all right? I want, I want to just give you a sample of what my wife and I have been privileged to do, all right? I've spent about as much of my life as a person can spend in the Lord's service. The first service for the Lord that I can remember, I was probably six or seven years old, I guess, if I'm, I'm, well, I, I do remember when I was five, uh, being in the, the Christmas thing and, and uh, quoting, for unto you is born. Um, hey, is there anything I can, hey, boss, is there anything I can do? Next. When the event is over, ask your leader, how could I have done that better? What that does, see, your leader's wondering how much correcting he can do without hurting your spirit. He don't want to hurt your spirit. Now, if he's a jerk, he doesn't care, but most leaders, they don't want to hurt your spirit. They want you to know you did an awesome job, and, but when you come and say, how, 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 I, want to, I want to be the best I can be, how can I do that better? And he might say or she might say, you serious? Yeah, I want to know. All right, well, you, you did an awesome job, but you could have been a little bit more prepared with this. But you know what? We, will, we are crippled by our own. We're allergic to correction, and it cripples us. Last one. Take note of your ideas and save them. All right, you're following a leader's plan. You're, uh, okay, hey, you're a bus worker, and you see Brother Zach do things a certain way. Not, we're not talking right or wrong. We're just talking about preference. The way he leads the program on the bus. If you don't know what a program on the bus is, join a route. We'll teach you how he leads the program on the bus. And you go, man, I, you know, we're not talking right or wrong here. We're just talking about I wouldn't do it that way. Okay. Don't take Brother Zach's time to talk about how you would wave your arms differently leading the program on the bus. That's not worth your time. It's not worth his time. But make a note of it. You know what I would do? I would, I would do it this way. Because when you're a valuable worker, one of these days, as he notices that you're a valuable worker, you're going to get a chance to lead your own program on the bus. And then you know what you get to do? You get to pull out all those ideas and use them. Now, I'm not talking about, boy, it would be better if we preach from a different version of the Bible. I'm not talking about that. There's no room for that. Boy, it'd be better if we played a little CCM on the bus. No, 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 that, that'll get you, that will get you fired. Even though we don't fire people, we'll fire you for that one. Um, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, yeah, you know what? I would, I, I would lead the music. I wouldn't be so loud, or I'd be a little louder. I'd be a little faster. I'd be a little slower. Those kind of things, that's up to the guy leading. 
So you make a little note. Say, you know what, if I ever get the chance to be in charge of a program, or maybe, hey, maybe at the end of an event, which we do a lot, we have a meeting and we say, before, before we, this gets away from us, let's make a list of some things that we could have done better. And there's the chance for you to raise your hand and say, you know what, I, just my personal preference, I feel like may, maybe, maybe yellow balloons would have been better than pink ones. If, if color balloons is your thing, you know. Maybe there's your chance. You follow instructions. Now, look, when you leave here, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Go straight to the priest and do what he says. And you say, 